The content of this recording is copyrighted by Sandler Systems, LLC. All rights reserved. This is the Building Blocks of Success with Glenn Matson. Welcome back to the Building Blocks of Success. We've taken a journey so far looking at the success triangle and the three key areas of what that triangle represents, attitude, behavior, and technique, and how those things have to all work congruently for us to reach success, whichever that we determine that to be in our own head. Our journey so far, we've had to get a deeper dive into what the success triangle is and what each corner represents. Then we took a deeper dive into the attitudinal aspect, which is the head, heart, and gut dealing with things like fear and need for approval and fear of rejection, understanding how to make decisions and stop making excuses and how it's so important to own your own world. Now, what we're going to do is take a deeper dive in the behavior side. Behavior side is intricately important. When we look at this, we have to ask ourselves, the behavior side is really about our goals. It's about our goals, our plans, and our actions, like we've talked about in the past. See, It's interesting. Some people have goals. Some don't. You realize that the majority of people walking planet Earth don't have goals. 14% actually have them in their head. Only 4% write them down. Only 1% actually share it with other people. Scary thing. I'll make sure you get those statistics, by the way. 80% have nothing. 14% have something in their head. 4% write them down. And 1% share it, look at it, and evaluate their goals. You realize that 1% that look at their goals and evaluate their goals out earn, out earn over a lifetime, nine times more than 80% of the population that don't have anything in the back of their head in terms of what they want to accomplish. Yeah, they may have dreams, but they don't have goals. We're going to talk about the difference of those. So what separates that 80% from the 1%? It's not having an idea of what you want in life. It's actually putting a plan together and sticking to it and getting it. So this part of our journey, we're going to be talking about how to set up goals, how to create a plan, how to make sure that we stick to actions. Some people don't even have goals. Some people have goals, but they honestly don't believe in them because they were given to them or they were suggested. How many of you listening in right now are looking at some goals you may have, business or personal, and they were given to you? given to you by a significant other, given to you by a boss, given to you by maybe even your mortgage company saying this is how much you have to make. In essence, if our goals are not ours, what do you think the level of commitment to follow through with is going to be at? So we do need goals. We need to have specific about our goals. We can't just say, I want to make more money. We want to know exactly how much more money you want to make and how we're going to get there. So you have to be specific. Some people aren't. How come some people want to share their goals and others don't? You realize that the more people that know your goals, the higher possibility that you are going to achieve it. Isn't that crazy? The more people you share it with, the more people that are aware of it, the more people you tell it to, the more you're convincing yourself in your head that's what you're going to do because you hear yourself over and over tell it. How many of you actually put your goals on your mirror or in your car or on your computer screen? What about putting them inside your, in your refrigerator? You may have pictures of your children or your children's good work up on the refrigerator, but where's your list of goals? Where are the things that you're trying to accomplish? Where's your hit list? You got to have it in front of you all the time. So how come we don't share it? How come you don't share it with your spouse or your significant other or your friends or your peers at work? Remember, the more that know it, the higher possibility of you hitting it. 
how come some people have long-term goals where I want to be in 10 years, 12 years? I want to earn this. I want to have this. I want to live here. Yet we have no goals on where you want to be tomorrow or at the end of the year, the end of the quarter. So you may know, have an idea of where you want to go, but you have no idea what the subsets look like. This is the one that always blows me away. How come some people, when they do set their goals, which is exciting that they set goals, but their goals honestly aren't really goals. They know they can achieve the objectives. A goal is supposed to be a stretch. A goal is not supposed to be something that you know you can do mindlessly, right? 5% growth, 10% growth. Now, if that 10% growth is going to be a monumental task, okay, I get it. But if you're growing 6 to 8% every single year, and you're not working it much harder than you are, and you turn around and say, you know, we want to have continued growth, is that really goals? Or is your goal to maintain mediocrity? Is your goal to maintain what you're doing? So when we look at goals, I wanted to have you take a look at is when you see yourself in the mirror, what's your best version of yourself? Are you looking at your best version? Are you happy with what you see? Are you happy with your life? Are you happy where you are? Are you happy with your income? Because we talked about this last time. The best time to change is when you're not happy. The best time to change is when you hear yourself saying things like frustrated, tired, sad, disappointed. Those words mean you're not in a good spot in terms of being happy. So if you really want to be happy, you really want to have the best version of yourself. Change is how we get there. And change isn't conservative. So when we start talking about goals, I'm not talking about whammos, right? Wildly outrageous goals. Because quite honestly, wildly outrageous goals, you already know in your head that you're not going to get there. So you put it out there as a, well, wouldn't that be great if it happened? And you'll see there's enough studies out there that outrageously long-term goals are demotivating. Because you already know in your head you ain't going to get there, but okay, what the hell, I'll swing for the fence. It's ridiculous. So your goals have to be personal. They have to be something for you. And they have to be something you want to fight for. They have to be something that gets you excited. They have to be something for you. So we're going to be talking about the journey of how to set up goals, how to create a plan. And most importantly to me is not the goals and the plan, but you got to execute against it. You got to do it every single day. And realize when we start talking about execution and your plan, we've already discussed what happens when you get nervous, what happens when it's time to take risks, how to make sure that you don't make excuses. The reason I did the attitude part first is now that we start to create the plan, when it's time to implement the plan is when all the head stuff pops up. So having doubt, having fear, having anxiety is where I would expect you to be in your pursuit of goals. When you feel that way about what you have to do, that means you're getting outside your comfort zone. Remember, your brain is programmed to keep you safe. Your brain is programmed to tell you things like you're okay where you are. Why would you want to do that? You're making good money. You're okay. Yeah, you could make more, but right? The classic, at least or mentality. No, you have to be the best version of yourself. And your brain will put so much limitations in front of you until you break through those limitations. And when you break those limitations, you turn around and say, oh my God, I can do this. And I can turns to I will, and I will turns into I am. So we're going to be talking about the journey of how to set up goals. Because I'm very surprised in today's world with all the technology and how many younger people and mid-level people really truly don't understand how to set up goals. And now not have goals need to be connected. It's just not business. It has to be personal too. 
and then how all goals have to be converted to behavior. So let's talk about a couple of rules real quick. When you look at some of the Sandler rules, when we look at goal setting, there's a couple of things you may want to jot down in your notes. All goals need to be converted to behavior. I'll give you a T again. All goals need to be converted to behavior. See, behavior is the only thing that you can control. You can influence results. You can influence outcomes. You can't necessarily control them. What you can control is your behavior. You can control if you're going to get out of bed at five o'clock and go to the gym. You can control if you're going to plant your feet and ask a tough question. You can control, are you going to pick up the telephone and dial it? You can control asking for a referral or not. What happens afterwards is influence. Can you get better at it and master it so you can get almost the same outcome every single time? For sure, but you can't control it. So all goals have to be converted down to behaviors. But we also need to understand another rule. And I've said this a lot, and I'll continue saying it a lot. It's one of my most favorite ones. And that's to do with plans. And what it basically says is this. There's always a plan in play. There is always a plan in play. Every plan, right? always, there's always a plan in play. Whoever has the stronger plan will always win. Whoever has the stronger plan will always win. If you don't have one, by default, you'll become part of someone else's. You should write this down in your car, in your office, inside your mirror, in your bathroom, wherever you get ready, constantly. The question you should be asking yourself is, whose plan are you working? Remember the rule. There's always a plan in play. Whoever has a stronger plan will always win, period. If you don't have a plan, by default, you will naturally become part of someone else's. So make sure on a daily basis that you're working your plan, not someone else's. If your plan calls for 35 dials, then follow your plan. You're sitting in front of a prospect and your plan calls for you to ask for a referral, then you ask for a referral. If you wimp out and don't ask for a referral, then you're working someone else's plan. And remember, a plan in play, stronger win will always win. How many times do you have a friend, for instance, maybe you're going to go to the gym or you're doing something different, like you want to eat better. And it's the third or fifth day of the gym. And all of a sudden you text your friend, hey, I'm heading to the gym. It's 530 in the morning. And he says, ah, I'm sleeping in. And you're sitting in bed and you're saying to yourself, hmm, man, I would really like to roll over and get some sleep. Yet your partner in crime here has already told you that they're too tired, they're not getting up, and they're going to skip it today. My question to you is, whose plan are you working? Are you working their plan, which means you're going to drop your process, your plan? You're going to drop your activities to follow them because they said they don't want to go? Or are you going to work your plan? Remember, there's always a plan in play. So as we go through this journey, I want to share with you how to set up goals. I want to share with you not only how to set up goals, but what's the process to go from things that you'll want to have in life, dreams, to then putting it into goals, because there is a massive difference between the two of them. So we all have to understand the process of goal setting and then how to actually create goals, put a plan together, and then the fun part starts, which is sticking to it. So we're going to talk about why some do and some don't and how to make sure that you can live in the world of I am. Living in the world of I am is three steps. 
And it's very important when you're doing goal setting, especially for things that are outside your comfort zone and or your skill set. Learning to win means that you have to have the ability to set up goals where you can actually have mini wins to start to have the belief that you can win the bigger one. It's three steps. We're going to talk about this in one of our programs coming up. And it's learning to win. And learning to win is three steps. I will, I can, and I am. And it's about our belief system and our confidence to pull off the activities. We also have to live and own and understand something called living the lifeline. Living the lifeline means that you're gonna have a plan. This plan is gonna have daily behaviors. You're going to have to make a decision if you're going to follow through on those behaviors or not. And if you are, then you can't make any excuses. Because if you make an excuse on not going to the gym, you make an excuse on not asking for the referral, and you don't get a referral, you better not complain about not seeing enough people. You better never complain about not making enough money. Your decision not to get referrals means that the result was not enough appointments, which is the outcome is you're not making enough money. So you have to realize the decision of not asking for the referral impacts everything that happens thereafter. So we're going to be talking about living that lifeline, that your decisions have ripples into many other areas. And you can never complain about other areas of your life if the decisions that you've made in one impact others. That's called living the lifeline. I'm going to spend more time on that too. So as we're looking at these goals, Realize that goals impact our behavior. And those are the things that we choose to do to follow through on our goals. A behavior by pure definition is the actions or reactions a person under certain circumstances. So it's, it's basically saying it's what you do or choose not to do under circumstances. Well, these circumstances, I don't want dictated by somebody else in your world. Yes, you may have quota numbers and you may have objectives you have to hit. I get that. But you still should have your own personal goals. And those personal goals, I'm assuming, are gonna be greater than your business goals that are given to you. But goals drive our behavior. That's what gets you out of bed. That's what gets you moving. Goals breathe life and meaning into what we're supposed to do. That's the plan and actions. We're gonna have the ability to understand the why. That's the, why am I doing all this? It's my ultimate end result that I want. That's my why. That's the burning passion you have in your belly button. But then you got to create a plan. That's how I'm going to get there. With that, you need to have your what. And the what is, what are my daily activities that I need to do to follow the how to get to my why? So when we take a look at this, the why, yeah, you're going to have business goals for sure. I want to make sure everyone realizes very few people are just purely motivated by business goals. Your personal goals are truly and historically accomplished through getting and achieving your business goals. If you'd like to move into a new home, how much money do you need to have the down payment? What's the mortgage look like? So therefore, what's the sales you need to bring in? What's the pipeline you need to have? What's the reoccurring revenue that you need to have, et cetera, from a business standpoint? to get you economically ready to achieve your personal goals. I'm a firm believer that many of us, not all, many, 99% of us, we have to ask ourselves, when we look at our personal situation, especially financially, do we have budget issues? Do we have spending issues? Or do we have an income issue? If you live on a salary without any variable comp, 
without any ability to get more comp, i.e. moving up the food chain, getting promotions, et cetera. You live in an expense world. All of us, regardless if we are a variable comp, meaning a commission-based person, you can change jobs to increase your pay, especially in today's world. So all of us, in essence, are variable comp. What I mean by that is this. You want things in life, you want to achieve things in life, then put a plan together and go get it done. So when we look at a variable comp, that means that if you want to make or have more, you need to make more. And to make more is about increasing your income, not minimizing your expenses. Two different ways of looking at the world. And I'm not saying don't have a budget. I'm not saying don't be very conservative and live within your lifeline and live within your swim lane and your budget. Do not get me wrong on this. But it also means that you have the availability of making more. You have the availability of getting more. You have the availability of having more if you want it. So we all have the ability to increase our income. If you want to achieve more on a personal level, many of us have to achieve more on a business level. So they're connected. But there's more to making, and there's more to life than just business and making money. That's why they're connected. You also have to have, besides business goals, you got to have some personal ones, right? That's your vacation. That's where you want to live. That's other things when they don't discuss. So your personal goals are going to motivate you. But then you also have to have the internal ones, things that are just for you that are going to motivate yourself. Goals drive us. They're the things that get us out of the morning time. They're the things that we envision of where we want to be. Listen, no one wants to get up at five o'clock in the morning and go to the gym when it's 13 degrees outside or below zero. At some point, as we're starting to look at our goals, and this is very important as we get into this, your motivation is going to come and go. That's why we looked at the behavioral triangle. It's goals, plan, and action. From a quick review standpoint, we look at goals as long-term, short-term, and daily. Your long-term goal is what gets you up when you've gotten knocked down thousands of times. It's your ultimate why. Your short-term goals is the subset of how you're going to get there. Those will change. Those can change. Don't be upset if they do change. That's why we have to track what we do. We have to track what we're not doing. We have to make sure that our numbers are accurate in our tracking because our numbers tell us if we need more training, more courage, or less. Yet when we look over at our plans, we also talked about actions, which is discipline and motivation. In the future, we're going to talk about the differences of those. But you know, I've spent a fair amount of time talking about motivation comes and goes. Motivation wanes. Goals are not about how you feel. Goals are about what you have to do to get there. And there's many times during the day that you may feel like you don't want to. That's not the point. The point is you do it. That's where discipline comes in. You can go onto YouTube and TikTok and anywhere and see anyone talk about who's successful and is in the business of helping people change. That motivation wanes. It's like the tide. It comes and goes. But discipline is everything. That's why you don't wait until you feel a certain way to act. You act regardless of how you feel. Actions will change your mindset. Your mindset doesn't necessarily drive your actions. There's many days that you're not going to want to do stuff. There's many days your brain, remember, wants to keep you safe, is going to say not do it. But that's where discipline shows up. 
So we're going to talk about the path that we have to take of how to set goals, how to make sure that we're going to buy into and have that follow through and the conviction, the discipline, how to set pivots. Also understand really about the lifeline and learning to win. So join me on this journey as we start to go through some of the fundamentals of the behavioral side of the triangle. In our next episode, we're going to dig deep into how do you actually set goals? How do you actually go from your brain, which are things that you'll want to have in life, dreams, to actually goals? So join us in our next session as we convert goals into paper from our goals originating from dreams. So join us on the next session as we go through that process and learn how to stick to it versus creating goals that we don't execute against like everybody else. Let's learn to be the 1% so we can be our best version of ourselves. This is the Building Blocks of Success with Glenn Matson. 